Tonight, actor and director David Cronmiller discusses pollution, Godzilla vs. Hedorah, and his new film Boris and the Bomb with Colts and Cavalcade host Brendan and Cullen. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 132. This is Brandon, as always with me, is your co-hoster, who is too big to be a tadpole, Cullen. I'm covered in sludge. I cannot confirm if it's pollution or not. Today we're here to discuss the 1971 film Godzilla vs. Hedorah. Cullen, tell them what this is about. From Earth's pollution, a new monster is spawned. Hedora, the smog monster, destroys Japan and fights Godzilla while spewing his poisonous gas to further the damage. Godzilla vs. Hedora, also known as Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster, is directed by Yoshimitsu Bano and stars Hiro Nakajima as Godzilla and Kengo Nakayama as Hedora. Welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade for another Godzilla episode, and this one is a, a monster-sized one, as we have with us joining today... Actor, writer, director, producer, stand-up comic, and the man who has given us and the world the film Boris and the Bomb, David Cronmiller. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to Colson McAllocade. First time here? Let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, You have a film that's readily available for people to watch right now. It is. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Boris and the Bomb. It's about what happens when a washed-up KGB agent gets in the backseat of an Uber with a nuclear bomb. He has 48 hours to disarm. It's a fun action comedy, and one of our stars, I think is appropriate for tonight, uh, aside from Anthony McCarthy, who plays Boris, is TJ Storm, who is the current Godzilla. He got a great review just recently from a critic who watched the film and said that he was tremendous. Boris and the Bomb, you can find it on Amazon Prime and coming soon to Tubi. I love yep. Tubi, so that's a... Yeah, Tubi's great. So now we move on to our main event, Godzilla versus Hedorah from uh, 1971. This is, of course, following All Monsters Attack, which Cullen and I loved. No, we didn't. <laughs> we, we, we didn't like All Monsters Attack. Uh, that was the most apathetic one where we were all... We were just... We we didn't like it, but we didn't want to be mean to it. It was really funny yeah. going back and post and listening to how we rated that. But we're on to Hedorah, which is a completely like different turn for the Godzilla franchise. Yes. David, are you a Godzilla <laughs> fan? Are you? I am a fan. I haven't watched every movie. I watched them a lot when I was a kid. And then in the nineties, I worked at Sony in the DVD center there, out of the Sony lot down in Culver City, and they that's you know they they had. Sony's version of Godzilla uh, was was shot with Matthew Broderick, so I saw them making that movie. Uh, there used to be a giant Godzilla foam head that they built for the film, but I don't even know if they used it for a shot. And it used to be stored in our parking garage at Sony <laughs> in the basement. I would go down and I would visit it on walks. Yeah, I would take walks at work, and I would go over and I would I would I would you know I would touch the the face of Godzilla and and just go like oh, Roland, you made a you didn't make a good movie, man. Right. Uh, poor <laughs> so Matthew. You were... Matthew Broderick on that was always looking so sad in between takes. <laughs> oh, I would geez. walk by their sound stages. They had these enormous sets, beautiful sets, and I'd see Broderick sitting on a uh, you know a stoop uh, 
and just looking defeated and tired and just like, what am I doing in this movie? I was in Ferris Bueller. Now I'm in a Godzilla movie that doesn't look like Godzilla. Uh, but no, probably, I am a fan. He was probably tired from all the wet clothing you had to drag around the entirety yeah, of the shoots. And a lot of smoke on those stages. A lot of fog, a lot of smoke. This one isn't Foggy Smoky, but this one adds, uh, I mean, we'll just go all around this thing, but I mean, this one kind of game changer, a lot of nighttime fight sequences. We haven't had yes. that. And it's really nifty, especially with how Hidora looks and has the glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it, I, I was even thinking that, like, like uh, the previous couple of movies that we were watching, I was like, I don't think we've seen anything in the night for ever, like since the first yeah. one. Yeah, not since the first one. Yeah, and this one. That's true, yeah. A lot of daylight. And I think the details look stronger here in the in the night because, mm-hmm. I mean, well, a lot less strings seen because it's darker, but I think it really adds a different element and helps this one stand out a lot more than, from the other ones. Mm-hmm. But Hedora, of course, is a, the smog monster, but it's created from pollution. This one has a social message of, hey, stop polluting. But I also see it as, I kind of saw this one as like the almost perfect sequel to the original narratively because it's another creature from nuclear fallout created. Mm -hmm. And then it has Godzilla kind of facing something that's where he came from too and having to choose to defend Earth from this thing um, because he would rather this kind of crap just stop. That's a, um, that's a good observation, yeah. And it really, like, none of them since the, I mean, first one, real, that's what the first one is. This feels like an answer or a, an additional exploration of that. And I I was like, wow, that's actually a pretty smart direction other than he's not just, just another monster. This one has personal attachment to Godzilla. Yeah, they, they have the same mommy, right? Like, yeah. uh, uh, well, instead of Martha, it's Sludge. Yeah. Right. Where did you hear that name? Well, it, well, he's like a he's like a hybrid or whatever, because like the they did say like something like from space landed, and then it got all mixed up with like the yeah. sludge and the fallout, and it's like a combination of so it's a terrestrial and extraterrestrial monster. It's, it's a mix, you know. It gives, it gives it the edge, helps it yeah. grow. He just builds and built like he keeps getting bigger throughout the film. Like he mm-hmm. like gradually like can he starts as a little thing, and then. He even gets like twice the size of Godzilla almost. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what was happening with that when when when, when Hedora starts showing up. I was like, so Godzilla's going to fight a a tadpole? That yeah. seems like <laughs> right. Not much of a fight, you know. There was one part where Godzilla is fighting Hedora before it turned into the bigger version, and I was like, I feel like it's just shaming Hedora into her corner. It was just, it was just, it was just sad. It was like, oh, Godzilla's so big and I'm so small. <laughs> I'm just going to go over here. I love the eye though. Yeah, the eyes, the the gro- like I love the grossness of it. Like everywhere Hedora goes, it leaves that sludge, and they really get that down right. And they have little shots of like a kitten sitting there, like Meow. yeah, that was yeah. weird. Yeah, that was well, that was such a. I was like, where did the cat come from? When you say that was weird, I mean you got to be more specific because yeah, there is the, this thing is painted weird, head you know top to bottom. Yeah, there's yeah. that weird psychedelic sort of angle to the film. I was like, wow, this is this is groovy, man. This is yeah. far out. Yeah, I mean, the nighttime sequences, it's a, a really untraditional monster. You have animated sequences showing up in here. Yeah. Uh, a James Bond song type opening to it. Yes. It's, it just, I mean, it really is a unique film, and it's more interesting. Like, this thing is never boring 
at all. There's always something going. It's they true. have the monsters fight each other at regular intervals. It, yeah, there's, there's they, a, they show a, up a lot. There's a social, like I said, a social message to it. Like a lot. Of, the weirdest thing, one of the oddest things to me is our like lead scientist guy that knows everything is like bedridden the whole movie, the whole time. No, and he yeah, naps. yeah. And he yeah. naps in between moments. Like Godzilla's fighting, and then they cut away to Godzilla. And they cut back to him, and he's asleep again. His wife wakes him up. And he's like, "What? Oh, he's, uh. and then he's looking. I was like, he fell asleep in that minute. And he couldn't stay awake. I mean, I know he's hurt, but." You know. and that's what was that was what was missing from the uh, not the most recent Godzilla movie, but the one before that. They should have had Brian Cranston sleeping more. Right. right yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. You know, there's an interesting fact I looked up um, about the movie. The director of it, you know, wasn't asked back for a while by the by the, whoever I forget the, the heads of, of Godzilla. And uh, the, but then years later, he got the rights to it. I mean, he's the one behind the new Godzilla movies. Yeah. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was he was fired. Like he was supposed to do another one, and they fired him. And then later on, he was got his comeuppance by being like an advisor and stuff on these the new MonsterVerse. They even I think they dedicated the last film to he passed away in 2017, but they dedicated the new film to him. But yeah, like he's got a lot of like I feel like maybe they just weren't ready for this film yet because I feel like he's doing a lot of interesting things, taking well, the place, helping it grow to new areas, well, and it just the actual yeah. movie parts are very good. The parts where it's just like the the animation just comes in and it's just like, are we watching a different movie? Is this a, a children's show? Yeah. What, what, what's happening? It's like, oh, hungry Ghidorah. Yeah, hungry Hadora right. loves pollution. Or like, what are you? What is this? Why <laughs> it is weird? But I mean, it's yeah, fun. It, like, and, it's and, like what? <laughs> and, and also, why when they drew when they decided let's animate Hadora? Okay, great. Why is his mouth a butthole? Why did they make that choice? <laughs> There's no natural turn to it. It just it does it just show happens. up. It just yeah. happens. It just happens. It's the weirdest part in a movie where there's also people just have fish heads and they're dancing yeah. around what in a was club. That? What yeah. was that? That freaked me out. I I think question mark that the guy that was looking around, I guess he was high or something. But it's not like we saw him take anything or do anything. He was just for all we know, he was tired. We don't know what happened. Well, there, for a yeah, second. They- I thought the sludge was making them turn to fish. I was like, oh. There's Godzilla's entrance is really well, there's a dream sequence that has him enter. I know. And then he's just kind of like, oh, he, well, no, he did actually come, but not then. But he was here. Like it was really weird because they have this grand, really cool visual-looking Godzilla entrance to this film, and then the little kid's like, I dreamt Godzilla's coming. And like that's nice. And it's like. Yeah, well, he really did show up. What well, was also coming off of All Monsters Attack, where, you know, it was a child yeah. imagining Godzilla. So it's another kid, like, you know, like, I dreamed of Godzilla. Like, ah, crap, come on. I thought we had a movie hey, here. You're he doing this again. better Godzilla, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. And. And they also they also have the uh, pop culture thing with Godzilla having figures in this world as well. Like he exists in the world, and they also like make merch off of him. Like right. When, yeah. when I saw that, I thought if Godzilla was real. Children would not want toys of the thing that destroyed their home. Why are they making those? Also, isn't it weird that the kid kept all his toys outside? Yeah, yeah right. Kids, kids do that. Some kids do that. I always kept mine. You know, I well, I, I was 
different, I guess. But I mean, kids I knew growing up would leave them outside. I'd be like, why? And then you have these sun-baked toys and don't work anymore. If it had like a sound, it was too, the dew got it wet. And that is true. That is true. I think we're three people that wouldn't have done that, but. <laughs> uh, no, I still have all of that stuff. Do you know the part that really impressed me early on in the film, uh, just from a production standpoint? And I, you know, it's it's not that impressive, but I don't. Know, I thought it was impressive that they, you know, they did this. Was the underwater sequences? Yeah. You know, I was like, that's you know, that takes some planning and that's a, that's a lot of effort. You know, to go down there, find the thing, get the guy to get the shot just right, and then add the the rubber guy uh, in there. Although sometimes that was obviously a, a superimposition, but I was really impressed with that. But I was also like, wow, what a weird dad. Here, son, I'm going to just dive into the ocean. I know! Leave you on the rocks with a knife. That was a really, you know, well, Uh, times are different. Kids had knives regularly back then. I mean, they had had, had rifles, too. Like, oof. I had a machete as a kid. Down at Camp Crystal Lake? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the jungle, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, uh, but with him with like the knife, that was pretty neat. Like, like there was like a very unusual uh, free willy moment where Hedora just oh, jumped yeah. over Ken and he just stuck his hand up and just sliced his belly open. Well, tried to, but it's a sludge would have slapped back together if they cut through it. Actually, hurt the kid more than it hurt the monster. Yeah, I didn't expect to see it that like kind of grisly knife gutting. Uh, mm-hmm. Happening, and then also Godzilla like digs into Tidora quite a bit, even pulls his eyeballs out at one point. It's pretty awesome. I'm like, wow, this is. I mean, if this this will never be blood, blood, but this is how you mm-hmm. get away with showing that kind of graphic violence in a kids movie. You rip your opponent apart and spread them around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, hey, there's and- fights. Yeah, yeah, the the I, I was noticing something that I maybe I just didn't notice in the earlier Godzillas. Is Godzilla always so sassy when he fights? No, like this one, I the thing. One of the things I liked about the fights is Hidora poses a, a non-traditional challenge to him that he hasn't seen. Just these weird, unconventional fight methods, and he's getting frustrated, mm-hmm. like during it, and then has some sass. He's like, "Yeah, finally, gotcha." There's there's some sass in the other ones, but they're like embarrassingly sassy. Whereas this one is like the appropriate amount of Godzilla sass, I feel, or yeah. the maximum amount that you want in a movie. I just like that they talk smack before they fight. You know, they always like stood and learned like, and then they then they fight. Like they take a second to like call each other's names and yo mama and yo mama this, and then they start fighting. It's uh, I, did you know that the guy in the uh, Hidora suit went on to play Godzilla? Right? He, he, yeah, yeah. He a couple mm-hmm. films like and when they brought it back in the eighties, he was Godzilla. I, I was I was curious of the person who played Godzilla in. This one, is that the same one who's been playing it for a while at this point or since, since like uh I think since King Kong versus Godzilla, he's oh. been in the he's been in the costume. Okay. I know, okay. If I have not mistaken, I think this is the fourth time that suit has been used as well. Oh, that same exact suit. Wow. How mm-hmm. do those things survive production? They, they make little alterations time to time on them. Right. Because it's just rubber, right? Like I would imagine the thing would fall apart after a few takes of well, like fighting so- another rubber monster. Some of them are like a suit, and then they build the suit around it. Is what mm-hmm. they've done with some of them in the past. But I think this one is a like a kind of a is top. It, the top easily comes down, and it's kind of like a overalls, but Godzilla. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I th- if uh, you look along, if I'm not mistaken, you look along the spines, you can kind of see like where the zipper is. Like the the oh. undo, so you can like get in and out of it, at least for part of it. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if, like, if you had to pee or something, you know, just, it'd have to it'd stop production. Like, oh, Godzilla's got to hit the head. Hold on. Well, you just hope. Nah, that... I just do it in the suit. 
I'm Just playing gonna... him next time, right? No one cares. <laughs> Just hope for a water scene so no one notices. <laughs> but no, like, they... like, the, like we talked about, like the different like suits. Like this one, like what was noticeable, uh, notable about it was the uh, that the spines are like shorter. And mm-hmm. like uh, that, the tail is shorter too, so it's like easier to move around in. If you look, yeah, look yeah, like, I noticed he that. looks t- a little trimmer, yeah, like taller. Right, than that's him. what I thought. Yeah, it's closer to the suit, so the actor can like move around more. So that's why they can do more of those, like, um, but like when Aaron was on, I thought called him like wrestling moves, and they are kind of wrestling moves. There was like one time where like Godzilla had Hedora like on his shoulders like for a long time. Like, what are you? Are you gonna power bomb him? What's happening here? I can't <laughs> like p- pick a lane, Godzilla. Let's go. Right. <laughs> like yeah. uh, the thing's literally made of poison. Move, dude. <laughs> what do yeah. you guys think of the the flying? The fly that was uh, got both Godzilla. So Hidora can transform into a flying thing, which is basically we can't afford or don't have the technology to mutate something, so it has to just have a change. Right. But but Godzilla's flying, which this is uh, from what I see, the only movie that utilizes it is his radiation breath that blasts them away, which is a pretty clever thing to think of but it's his positioning when he does it it's not great like he 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 curves almost to make like the shape of a g almost you know as he's flying oh my gosh someone needs to make the logo with that yeah (laughs) like he looks at the camera and winks it went it went on for like a while like if it were like this be like short bursts like okay i can get that you know whatever but like there were just like times in this movie where I just thought, like, what, there's like a part where Hadora like picks Godzilla off the ground and flies, and I just thought, like, God, how much power and strength would that take? Not only lift Godzilla off the ground, but to carry him a long way. And Godzilla was just doing that himself with his own breath too. Like, this is. I mean, I don't, don't want to say it was ridiculous. I mean, obviously it's giant monsters fighting each other, but that were <laughs> to see him fly. I was like, no, oh, what are you doing, movie? Yeah, well, I I read on IMDb that it was um, that the director had two versions of that they shot one where he walks and one where he flies and they thought they would use the one where he flies because it was funnier because the film's so dark and serious that they would lighten it up with a very silly intentionally silly flight of Godzilla. The, the, there's a Japanese there's a Japanese word for tone, right? I mean, they understand the concept of tone and maybe it's a good idea to have it semi consistent. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a weird moment, but mind you, this is a film with psychedelic, you know, raves happening yeah, on a hillside uh, while Godzilla and Hedora are, are fighting. Like, you know, hey, what's the safest place to take our kid right now while Godzilla and Hedora are fighting? Uh, let's outside to a rave with bonfires. Let's yeah. sure. Let's uh, so the you know, logic. I don't know if if that plays well, yeah. a part. <laughs> they, they, uh, what what was their idea that like oh well Hedora is a, a jerk and he's gonna pollute the world like well. Uh, let's get to Mount Fuji bef- and party before he ruins it. Was that their idea? I don't know. It was. It was the most bizarre sequence. I was like, if I, like I'm, I'm a dad. I'm like, I'm not letting my kid to go off with <laughs> the older sibling and and into a rave uh, on a normal day. I'm not letting that happen. Let alone on a day where Godzilla and Hedorah are attacking, and well, I'm in my bed with a thing over my face. I'd be focused on getting out of town. Everyone's far like... They stay in that house way too much. Well, not not just that. Not just that. They talk about, like, oh, they should really uh, close school. Yes, they should. Why was there school after the first <laughs> appearance of Hedorah? It's like, all right, just lock it down until we figure out what's going on here. Like, 
Well, I know they're used to Godzilla being around and stuff at this point, but they're way too casual about a giant monster that could destroy your town and somehow save you. I feel like Godzilla's like that friend you really don't need. You know, like, no, 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 he'll get, he'll, he'll get rid of the bad guy, but you'll absolutely destroy your house and throw a raging party at the same time. It's like a, a picture I saw recently of a, of a, a schoolgirl with, like, part of her, her, her uniform torn, one of her eyes hanging out of its socket, and this the classroom demolished around her, and her with a fist in the air said, Yay, Godzilla saved our city! <laughs> By the way, couldn't this whole film have been solved by them just going underground? They do that on Planet X? Yeah, well, uh, with Ghidorah. <laughs> and that was, that was something I was thinking about when I watched this movie, that when Ghidorah showed up, awesome, great movie. When Hedorah shows up, also an alien monster that apparently just wants to destroy the planet, exactly like uh, Ghidorah. I thought that was, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I thought that was, and they both fly too, and they shoot laser stuff. Come on. I think they just, <laughs> they just painted, this was a, a King Ghidorah movie, and they just like, oh, let's just make him pollution monster instead. Make him an amorphous uh, blob uh, tadpole fish thing. Just doing barn hits off of a uh, off of a smokestack. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the things I remember most from this movie, oh, honestly. Yeah, that, there is so much visual language with that character. Like, I feel like I, I, I understand that monster a bit compared to other. Like, you watch yeah. him. Yeah. He like he like inhales. You're like, oh, that's what he's got to do to keep in like improving. You kind of see his he's kind of an asshole with who fights Godzilla, and he just well, he laughs at Godzilla like, sometimes. Yes, yeah. and the two monsters, I will say, they do show like for the I don't I can't remember another one. I mean, sometimes you see some blood on one of them, but like visible damage here. Like yeah. they like Godzilla gets his eye like bruised up and he can't he can't see it, and like and well, then, both of them do, yeah. And both of them, yeah, both of them lose an eye, kind of, and that's kind of cool, like, different thing you've never seen so far. Godzilla's got a bloody nose, and he's got, like, sludge yeah. and trash all over him. He's got, like, his hands all burnt up from uh, the And the acid smoke coming off of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he earned his stripes in this one. He, uh, which, he he saved the day with uh, a lot of pain for himself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which Adora also flying over people drifts that crap that melts people. Yeah, sulfuric acid. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. this is that's like pretty grim. That was terrifying to me. I was yeah. like, Jesus, this is a terrifying yeah. movie. And that little kid comes across those bodies too. Yeah, he's fighting yeah. the, the, the skeleton. I was like, oh my god, this kid. And that that visual of the mannequin in the polluted water—that's like that's haunting. Yeah, it is. So is all the dead fish on the surface of the water that, like, yeah. the yeah. first 30 minutes of the movie seemed to just keep cutting to. Oh, yeah. It was, it was maybe a little squeamish. But, it was like a little bit like, oh, it's enough of that. And then it and then it has that uh, groovy music over it, which is kind of, I don't know, like, like uh, the message of the song is, you know, uh, uh, all the cobalt and all the other stuff. It's bad. Great. But it's just so... It's it's just so shagadelic. It's just you're like you want to dance to it. <laughs> it's like yay, the world's ending. Let's party. Yeah, right. Again, tone. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> trying to be hip. It's trying to be hip. You know what I want to see? I want to see an Austin Powers Godzilla movie. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> he goes back in time to shag. I don't. I don't know what it would be. <laughs> That's all of them though. Groovy, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Have Godzilla and those little 
those little interstitial scenes of Godzilla dancing with the spiral <laughs> the, thing in the background. And wearing the big thick glasses. Roaring. Groovy, <laughs> baby. Go, Godzilla. He'd have to work for Dr. Evil. Godzilla would have to. He would, wouldn't he? Or would he be fighting Dr. Evil? There'd be giant monster penis references for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, you don't, I didn't see Godzilla. You know, he's naked the whole movie. You never see anything down there. <laughs> but um, speaking of which, uh, so this movie, uh, as I point out in some other movies, what's the temperature in this film? Because there's people wearing jackets, warm clothing, everything. And then there's Ken, the child, the boy child in our movie, who is also wearing a jacket and just, just the shortest shorts that there are <laughs> why wear some pants is it illegal for children to wear pants in japan it was a weird time for children's clothing uh, it was the 70s what was it? it wasn't 70 degrees was it no it wasn't he was wearing a jacket <laughs> let them wear pants <laughs> yeah, there's no was. time godzilla's attacking there's no time to get pants on he's, he's planning a- to go on he's planning to go for a run if he's got to run from godzilla Pants are going to hold them back. Pants are slowing down, is that right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I will say I was uh, very relieved that this was not on an island. Yes. I was so happy about that. We've seen the city. We've seen other planets. It's just like the countryside. Like That's fine. You can blow up some buildings. There's still plenty of space to fight. This is perfect. You've got water. It's everything. It's wonderful. I like that there were big open areas for them just to fight. You mm-hmm. know? And they're huge. So these are must be huge areas. You know? It, yeah. was, it was nice. It was like, oh, they, they have space. They can, they can did, have their battle. And it didn't look, like, cheap. You know? Like, it wasn't like... like It was like for like uh, saving money. Like, maybe they did whatever. But it didn't look or feel that way. Is the lighting mood. Yeah. Although there was... Oh, my goodness. There was one part... I don't know whether you guys mentioned or noticed it. Uh, once you see it, you probably won't be able to unsee it. But there's one part in the movie where uh, the monsters are fighting. Hedorah's in the water, and Godzilla, he kind of does a cannonball into the water. Yep. And you saw the, the studio lights at the top of the screen. You see that? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I now that you're saying that, I remembered. Because I was going to say, I was like, I remembered seeing like a boom mic or something in no, one. But were- yeah. To, like it was, it was really foggy, you know, and dark. So they are, you know, you know, kind of easy to miss. But like once I, I looked, I like what the, like it's not even like you just see like the edge of it. It's like the whole ring of light from like a couple of lights at the top of the screen. I mean, you know, they got the the wide shot. It's a big set and everything. I, you know, it's just. But wow, yeah. <laughs> But you didn't see, like, you know, like, I was looking for strings with Hedorah, because I know that he's, he's held up by strings, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Godzilla's tail has to be mm-hmm. operated somehow, and I didn't see any, you know, there, and, and usually I, you can I, see them. I, I didn't catch any. Did you guys catch any? I saw I saw some strings, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't awful. We've, we've seen worse than these in these there's, movies. There's a difference between, like, there's seeing the strings, and then there's seeing the strings, but admiring how they're trying to disguise them right Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's because of the better qualities we have now we can see them more than what was ever apparent before on like a a film print or something like that but right let me ask you you guys a question here as film buffs and and as a filmmaker and whatnot as a kid back in the in the uh, earlier days i think you guys are a little younger than me but not too much we see these movies in the 80s and 70s and we're blown away by them we believe them completely we see godzilla we believe it 
And as we get older, we, we, you know, we get these, these modern eyes and we start seeing everything the way we really see them. How much do you miss being a little kid in that era, not noticing the strings, not noticing the blue screen, not noticing it's a guy in a suit? Do, do you ever like lament about like, oh, I have those innocent times where I didn't know about filmmaking technique and, and I didn't have CG as my, uh, as my reference for, for mm. realism? Yes and no, but most audiences were fooled by then. As a culture, we like we they keep moving the technology, and then we learn and see that as a whole. But like I usually, for me, I give the movie the benefit of the era it was in. Sure, I can see it, but how's the story playing around it? And also, you know, like I have an imagination, so I love movies. If you if you're not being so awful with it or something, I can appreciate. It. But then there, there, you know, there's bad for 1980, and there's was good for 1980. There's a difference between that. Some some things were bad even back then. Some things were good then. And sure, we know how it's made now, but I always give it the benefit of the doubt of the era, knowing the limitations of the era it was in, and just, you know, having my own imagination just to just sink into it. But not not everyone can do that. Not everyone, but I don't go, ha, 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 you're old type thing with right. movies. I like to appreciate, you know, what it was, what it was made and these Godzillas. There's a lot that comes with that. I was really impressed with the pacing of the movie. I didn't think it yeah. like I. It'll yeah. feel like it dragged. You know, they they kept cutting it up with psychedelic sequences of dance right. and well, cartoons. I, well, I I think that is because the human story was directly related to the monster story. I think that always helps the movie. Yeah, every th- every time you cut to something, it had something to do with the monster story. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, we're just caught up in what? Like, you know, it, right. there, there was the scientist looking for it because the one guy at the psychedelic side of the story, he was involved with the scientist and the boy at the beginning, and then he just, you know, he doesn't live with them, so we get to see where, what happened with him. And he even has that neat little chase sequ- that sequence where it attacks their car. Yeah, that so, part was like genuinely. That's. I thought that was scary, honestly. <laughs> like they get out. Was, it, because I thought it was just like yeah. some goop on top, like, oh, whatever. But no, it was the actual damn monster was eating them. They didn't know. I thought that was scary. Yeah, yeah. And it was actual, like, you know, uh, perspectives of the little people during mm-hmm. the attack that you could really get the feel. Yeah. For. That was the thing. I think, we, you know, we've mentioned stuff about the first movie. I think that this is the best at representing that kind of stuff since the first movie of, like, mm-hmm. how it actually like impacts actual people because there's like one part where Godzilla's like whipping Hedorah around and you know sludge is flying everywhere and there's like one part where like there's just these jerks in a bar or whatever but like all the sludge goes in there and just like like they drown in it yeah you, you know you don't see that you know in anything just, like any of the other movies just regular hip cat teens having fun and pff, their lives are ruined sludge yeah yeah and they, I mean, they really do a good job with that sludge. I mean, it is mm-hmm. grim and really effective. It's not just like, haha, fun goop. It is like, yeah, it's, it's well, uh, And I also think that's like when Hedora covers Godzilla in that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's oh, more than- makes a grave for him. It's, yeah. yeah. Like, like, like he's gonna, like, oh, he's going to bury him alive in the sludge that kills people. And we know it doesn't make Godzilla feel great either. So it was like, just, mm. just seeing- that happened before he gets buried in it is even like, I don't know, makes it more epic, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, the film had a, a fairy tale quality to it that I think, you know, helped a little bit in, in allowing it to have, you know, not just try to be a, a completely normal narrative, military against Godzilla or whoever it is, but, uh, but a little bit more, you know, I think with the weird cutting and the weird inner, the, the cartoons and the, the psychedelic, it became more of a, 
like this is a cautionary tale. Pay attention, you know. It allows you to suspend your disbelief and and buy into it. I think a lot deeper than you're than you're expecting. Because at first I wasn't sure what to think. I was like, oh, okay, Godzilla uh, 71. Okay, let's see how this goes. And then like, you know, about a half hour in, I'm like, this is this is great. This is compelling. It's interesting. It's trying to say something. You know, the dub doesn't suck. And uh, uh, the version I saw anyway. And, uh, and then you, you walk away. You feel like you've, you've learned something about yourself. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are a cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with my family, which means uh, you will stay in hiding and not go out and find Godzilla Herodora in the wild. Converted, which means you're down with finding the science and understanding the pollution, growth, and epidemic of Hedora. Or during the Kool-Aid, which means give me all the sludge you can. I love it. So, David, how do you rate? Godzilla versus Hedora. I have to say, drinking the Kool Aid. The first thirty minutes, I wasn't sure. There was a lot of lot of dead fish floating. I wasn't sure where it was going. I wasn't sure if a tadpole could take on Godzilla. But then, that thing keeps morphing into a bigger, bigger version uh, of itself and changing. And then it has this great message. It's psychedelic, and it's just there's something for everyone. So I, I, I think drinking the Kool Aid. Cullen. This movie, you know, we've mentioned it's got some uh, weird stuff in it. There's, I did not love Godzilla's theme in this. I don't know why they wouldn't just use his original theme when he comes on, because it's awesome. Instead, it's like, it sounds like the the soundtrack's just, just kind of lurching and farting around when Godzilla shows up. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, like I said, there's just that, and there's a lot of weird stuff, like the animated stuff that's kind of pulls you out of the movie, and then there's like this part where like, it has like all these talking heads like from tv that's like screaming about godzilla which is actually kind of interesting but at the same time like what the fuck is happening but even uh with all that stuff uh, i drink the kool-aid on this and that's after hearing my wife say that was the one that she hated the most i i was like <laughs> what are you talking about that was a that was del- that was a delight I should have said. I should have told her. Uh, you watch uh, Son of a Godzilla or All Monsters Attack, and then you come back to me and tell me how this movie is. <laughs> so yes, I drink the Kool Aid on this movie. Brandon, how do you rate Godzilla versus Hedora? Yeah, I I drink the Kool Aid as well. I really was taken with this one. I I had come into this with the understanding that this is one of the most unpopular ones, and I was sitting here the whole time going. Whoa. How? Like, it stands out. It's really got a strong hold on its themes, what it wants to do, and adds to the Godzilla mythology very well and keeping true to, like, what it originally was. I love Hedorah the Smog Monster. It's a cool, unique design, does weird stuff. It's unpredictable. Uh, it's gross. I, I like the bizarre choices. The The opening, like, song number is just... I was drawn in right there. I'm like, okay, you are offering something very interesting compared to what I had just watched. It's a relief. We had Destroy All Monsters in there, but three out of the last four were movies for the most part. And this one is really unique, stands out, has a strong creator behind Like, this guy, I mean, I think Ishiro Honda is probably the best Godzilla director, but this guy made, like, a a film (laughs) with his damn Godzilla movie. Unfortunately, you know what? I could probably take the Toho side of things firing because this probably went over kids' heads and these were 
kind of at this time being marketed towards kids, and I I think this is one for the adults to appreciate when it comes to Godzilla. Uh, but I really, really, really enjoyed this one. This one's going to stand out for me when it's all said and done. Uh, it's one of my favorites easily. Like, I can't wait to, like, check it out again. I was really surprised. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. in, yeah, I was, felt strongly for this one. Fun fact, real quick. This was also... Roger Ebert's favorite Godzilla sequel of all ah. time. He really liked this movie. There's worse ones to pick. Yeah, he really liked this movie a lot, which I thought was interesting. I was like, oh, okay. Roger Ebert loves Adora. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely, I, that's three glasses of Kool-Aid for Adora. So yeah. I will very say, exciting. I, I did think that the, the final fight between them went on a little long, like, well, they did the same thing twice because uh, they, they electrocute him. But I think the thing was like, oh, no, we really got to do this because you're like, okay, he's dead. Oh, he's back. And then Godzilla's like, no, we are frying you to the ground. Yeah, no. It is funny that like Godzilla like, all right, you're out of power. I know how to fix it. I'll breathe on it. How did yeah. he know that? How did this monster? I guess he's had time to study. He, is- he tutors son of Godzilla on the I, side. too. I guess he's also a biologist. That's how we knew to punch out the eyes or eggs where the fuck those were and then hold them so that would also be dried out as well he's like i know what i need to do here i need to take out the little brown things inside yeah and also thankfully because the things that destroy the monster are like these two giant uh, super fast drawing panels and godzilla stands between them too godzilla's got moisture in him right why wouldn't he (laughs) also die Whatever, but it's just the, the the radiation. I don't know. Whatever, but yeah, that that fight, that last fight was like when it finally ended. It's like okay, good, he's dead. And then when he walks away, when Godzilla walks away, and that kid just freaks out, screaming Godzilla. I was like, what? The movie's over. What's happening? Shut up, kid. Come back, destroy things. Yeah, right. You coward. Like, yeah, hey, you killed my brother or neighbor or, that, I don't know, that young guy I kind of hung out with. Hey, oh, no, it wasn't Godzilla. It was the Hadora, actually. Never mind. But still, you're a part of it. <laughs> I feel like Godzilla, in that final look, he looks like at, at the kid. And, and there's there's a moment of, like, I felt like he got sort of ashamed of himself. Like, I'm so sorry you had to see that. I went a little far. Ripped the gonads out. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I got angry. I got to admit it. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna walk away. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> You need me? I'm in the ocean. Find me. So sorry you had to see that. Excuse me. And then he, then he left. He seems so embarrassed. So like, you know. <laughs> like, I'll be back next time something pisses me off. Yeah, and I'll, I'll reach into it and take its gonads out too. But yeah. I'll try not to get carried away next time. <laughs> and put on some pants. <laughs> Fiat 500L. It's a lot bigger than you think. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be moving onward to 1972's Godzilla vs. Gigan. 
So uh, once again, thank you to everybody for downloading, listening, streaming, wherever you listen to podcasts. We greatly appreciate it and hope you're enjoying this Godzilla thing because guess what? You don't have a choice. We're going through all the Showa ones. So, haha. But uh, and special. <laughs> so fuck you. Special, special thanks, especially to David Cromiller discussing Adora and sharing everything about Boris and the Bomb with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a, it was a blast to be here and to have Godzilla uh, be the, one of the movies. One of the movies that we're talking about uh, was great. I was happy that you picked that one. Uh, uh, and yes, Boris and the Bomb, Amazon Prime. Stream it now. Uh, yeah, you follow me at, at, at DP Crondler on Twitter or on, on Facebook, where uh, I, have a, I have a comedy page there. And then, of course, the movie has websites, and we have a Facebook page, and we have a very aggressive social media presence on Twitter and Instagram. And can I can I plug that uh, Saved by the Bell, the new class is streaming on NBC's app? <laughs> yes, you can. Please watch watch me when I had hair. <laughs> And I was I was young and uh, and serving a uh, food in the max. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm so happy that the reboot's happening. I, I saw uh, Dustin Diamond Dusty posted a video today trying to get himself involved in the reboot, and I was happy to see that he's doing well. All right. Well, we look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to Godzilla vs. Gigan, the trailer that actually trails. Look out there. Those are two space monsters. They belong to us and they're being controlled by these two tapes here. <clears throat> what sort of creature are you? <clears throat> Give the orders. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo and destroy everything in it. Part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. So 
Uh, once again, thank you to all of us, all of you, all of us, <laughs> thank you to everybody.